0: or do you really know what
2: you're talking about? Kind of appropriate that on our last recording before Christmas we're focusing on a story full of toys and games.
1: It, yes, it's, it's perfect for the time and energy because we're recording this uh, on the Tuesday before Christmas. God, I've yeah, lost three days time. to go, isn't it? Three, three days, days before to Christmas. Christmas. And we've, we've had a little story full of um, toys and games and vindictive, mad, homicidal maniacs. Yes. Yes. What so, it so, could be more festive?
2: <laughs> yes, indeed. Ho, ho, ho. Yes. All right. So, um, we might as well get this out the way first. I thought. Um, yeah. Do Do you consider this character and this story to be racist?
1: No. Now, this I have to caveat this. I don't consider the character to be racist, but I do consider the the makers of this program to be of their time and not to really have much consideration for what the original script said so let, let's say there's there's two bits of racism in this uh, or two bits yeah, there's one bit of overt racism and one bit of ah is that racist so i've got let's,
2: three you've got three oh, okay yeah, so yeah you say what? you're two yeah. and, so I've and, got and, the, and let's see
1: the um the n-word
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yep. now
1: that that's by today's standards, that's definitely racist. Yep. Um. But by the standards of Britain in the '60s, it wasn't. Well, it we, was say, it wasn't. we were saying we
2: were we were saying it in the eeny meeny Miny Mo yes. uh, thing yeah. in the '70s. Yeah. You know. Well,
1: to be fair, we I don't know whether it was a, a down south thing, but we in Oxford it was always catch a tiger. No,
2: I, um, I've heard that Tiger yeah. was the substitute.
1: Ah, right, so perhaps perhaps we had been substituted by then. Because I suppose Oxford is quite a cosmopolitan city, so yeah, it could well be. But the thing to remember as well is, so this was 66. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an episode of Dad's Army from 74 where Pike uses this. Mm. See, that's well. what I'm saying. Yeah. It,
2: it was still around oh, in the mid '70s. Yeah. Def- yeah.
1: Definitely, definitely. Um, I, I have no. I don't really like editing things as for to make them politically correct now. But I've no worries that that the BBC would cut that word out of any subsequent release or I Don't, don't, don't mind that. That's fine by me. Um, the second bit of racism is obviously the whole thing with the, the. Chinese element, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's I don't think that's the character intention at all. I think that if you look at the evidence, so in the original script he wasn't dressed as a Mandarin. Yeah, he wasn't. There was no reference to him being Chinese. There was no reference. Right. To, it was using the, the phrase celestial in its in its secondary meaning, which is to be of the stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the the costume designer or the designer for this program went celestial. Yeah, Chinese. Any? Anyway. What have we got? What that's we, my. That's my got third. We've jacket. Yeah. That will do.
2: That yeah. is that that is my third. Until I started researching for today's recording, I wasn't yeah. aware that the word celestial had any other meaning other than of the stars.
1: No, it but, it, it was very much a a derogatory term to mean Chinese in... I mean, they, they use it in um, the Celestial Chang in of uh, Wen Chiang. Mm. Um, it, it, it was a, a 19th century reference to a Chinese person and not in a particularly
2: right. nice I way. never knew that. I never knew that. So what you're saying is it could have been written as in of the stars, the celestial, yep. you know, the universal toy maker. The costume designer or the production designer took it the other way and went, "All right, his outfit's going to be a Mandarin's outfit then, exactly. because it's a that, Chinese toy yeah. maker."
1: That's my theory. Every, everything I've seen, because there's a little bit of documentation behind uh, behind this, a bit more so than uh, some of the other stuff, and everything I've seen suggests that the original script, the original rehearsals, everything at no point was him being Chinese ever mentioned because it makes no sense uh, because Michael Gao doesn't play as Chinese
2: no not at all
1: yeah if that was if they wanted him as Chinese let's face it they would have yellowed him up
2: they would have done something with his eyes eyes. yep Yep. they would have yellowed him up he would have done an awful Benny Hill style cliche Chinese accent wouldn't he
1: exactly yeah Um, Uh, they didn't and I've got I would imagine that when they went for the costume fittings um, that uh, they that Michael uh, Gal would have gone. Whoa? Okay, mm. okay, it's nice, it's colourful. Um, and remember that that at this point in Doc Two, it wasn't like where the costumes were made specially for the shows, mostly. So th- he probably wouldn't have seen this costume until he turned up on the mm. day of filming for the first episode. Mm. Um, it, it was a different era of how they made programs. So I, yeah, I. I don't think that is a racist aspect, no. as far as the script, the intention, anything like that. I or think the performance. that's a yeah, or the performance. Yep, yeah, um, fair dues that they didn't go with the oh, oh, you want them to be Chinese, yeah, and then into the the Benny Hill yes. accent. And, um, and I how think, uncomfortable
2: yeah. would that have been? Yeah. You know? uh, and
1: I, to be fair, I don't think Michael Gow would have done it because he, no. him and uh, Anique Wills were very, very, uh, what would be termed now politically correct.
2: Yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: for that day and age, they were very sort of with it couple, young couple, um, Yeah, they wouldn't. I don't think he would have done it. He wouldn't have touched it, would he? Integrity.
2: No, Um, no. I, I mean, I didn't know any of this until I started looking into it. I've just assumed that, um, you know, because until I watched the Loose Cannon, you know. recreations and, and the thing in Lost in Time, I just assumed that they had put him in a Mandarin's outfit because it's a bit bizarre, it's a bit odd, this is an odd, surreal tale, so why not have Michael Gale in a Mandarin outfit? Because yeah. no, nothing is ever mentioned of it, is it, in the story? No, that's that, what I mean. That, the
1: script that makes no mention of it at all. Um, and he's only really called the Celestial Toy Maker once by the Doctor and then Dodo uh, repeats it almost immediately and then for the rest of the time he's the toy maker so i think this was i you know i i would put money on it that this was meant to be celestial as in like your, your understanding of it that he's of the stars
2: yes uh, yeah um <coughs> excuse me um before we talk about the story um yeah. usually i save all this for behind the scenes but as a scene setter all right um from the doctor who wiki page it says uh, the celestial toy maker also known as the crystal guardian the mandarin or simply the toy maker was a powerful being who ensnared sentient beings in apparently childish games with their freedom at at stake however the toy maker hated to lose and the games were always rigged in his favor and then in the book the celestial toy maker it says the toy maker was a tall and imposing man with deep-set glittering eyes he dressed as a chinese mandarin wearing a round black hat with gold thread and a silver red and blue collar with a dragon patterned black robe encrusted with rubies emeralds diamonds and pearls and i think just there that is a description of someone a bit odd and surreal in this yeah. odd and surreal tale
1: yeah i mean there was all there was there was also the, again, I, I, I'm not entirely sure that's what they were meaning by this, because I still go along with the fact that the that it was a misunderstanding. But certainly at this time, people, people that, well, not necessarily but certainly, uh, slightly earlier, people that came back from the Far East and that would bring costumes with them and wear them as mm-hmm. you know, as smoking jackets and things like that. And even as late as the 70s, you saw people that would have a Chinese themed room. In their little house, you know, yeah, so yeah, I the fact that he doesn't play it as Chinese, I think saves this one, yes, uh, for me because it could well have been, oh dear, <laughs> couldn't yeah, it?
2: yeah, because, yeah, yeah, you know with him yep. dressed rather oddly he fits in with all the other inhabitants of his yes. realm doesn't he I've just sent you the photo you've seen it you must have yes. seen it before I, I've, I've double checked that that colour photo from the story that is a genuine colour photo that hasn't been yes. colourised that is exactly you know what the celestial toy maker was wearing and that's how the clowns looked. so you can see there with the colours he's fitting in with everything else isn't it? oh yeah there?
1: it's and again it's because of the clowns and the, the sort of thing, it's, there's a very circus atmosphere to it, mm. um, vaudeville atmosphere. So, yeah, I, I think, I think the, the the costume can be viewed that way. Certainly, mm. um, yeah, it's just it's unusual. All right. But, well, let's yeah. talk
2: about this unusual tale then. Yes, And Shall it it we is, get it's started? Inc-
1: it's incredibly unusual uh, story for this era. I mean, it is, it yeah. is
2: bizarre. I mean, I understand some of the reasons yes. for why things happen in it, and we'll go through them, but uh, let, let, let's kick things off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a spoiled sport you are, Doctor. They liked my memory when You. I might have guessed, of course. <laughs> I've been waiting for you a long time. Where's the target? Don't worry, my dear. Just watch. Over
1: there. It's me. The day my mother died. No, no, they commit this instant. What a shame! I thought my little invention would amuse you. You and your inventions. <laughs> now, both of you, be very careful. This place is a hidden menace. Nothing is just for fun. What's the idea of? He's trying to get us into his power. That's why we've got to fight him.
0: But can't we just go? I hate this place. My dear, but how? Mm? That is the question. Mm? In the Tardis, of course, <laughs> as always. There are many of them. Take your choice. But there are hundreds of them.
1: Yes, hundreds. Come, Doctor. No.
2: I know at this period in, in Doctor Who's history, you know, one story bled through into the next, didn't it? Yeah. You know, they, they they have, well it happens in this story, you have a, like, a little cliffhanger leading into the next one. Um, and it starts off with the Doctor Invisible. Um, yeah. So do you know, was there a, like a, a prelude to this in the last story? Did the story before have him turn invisible at the very end?
1: Uh, they, they did, um, which is why on the... the Recreations that first bit is actually filmed because it's taken from the previous story, um, so they they would do this much like at the end of this one when he bites the toffee. There, it wasn't a case of, it wasn't really a case of anything other than where's the doctor gone? He's invisible, and then it leads into this episode. So because the, these stories were made in in story blocks for the the episodes, but yeah, you're right. They were they were broadcast as a you know a fifty two. Episode serial. Right. Well, it's slightly less now. It was about 48. They allowed a couple of weeks off. Um, but yeah, I do, I, I do like that about the, uh, the Hartnell era that the these the, the sort of lead it one into the other. Of course, it made it horrible for BBC Video because they used to have to keep editing these end of episode bits out. Oh, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. So we can't, can't imply there's another adventure. You mm. know weird I don't, don't know why they bothered with that I mean who was buying these programs other than fans
2: yeah <laughs> yeah there is that yeah so yeah he, he's invisible and uh, uh, considers it some sort of attack yeah um, um, the TARDIS lands and Steve, I love this bit Steven turns on the t- scanner and it's blank and he says it doesn't work and the doctor says no if it wasn't working the screen would be clearer than that yeah I, I
1: don't understand the logic in that well I, I think I, again, I don't know whether the, it's a touch of the, uh, uh, a touch of the heart knows, but yeah, I think what he means is that if if the screen was off, broken, it it would just be a blank screen, and I think it's not a blank, but it doesn't really show that up that well because obviously you're watching it on a very quite a poor copy of the original.
2: Yeah, um, we should yeah. we should tell the listener this is the loose cannon uh, yes. photo recreation that you and I have watched for the first three episodes and yes, yeah. yeah by by the time you listen to this I will have already put up a link to the Loose Cannon episodes yeah. so uh, yeah, it, it's worth
1: it's worth watching them on the Loose Cannon I I had a, a quick uh, scoop Daily Motion. Uh, there's quite a few adaptations of this story I mean ranging from sort of the 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 screen grab you know the 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 telepick mm-hmm. with the soundtrack uh, to right up to there's one where Someone's animated it all, mm. <laughs> and it's it's not good. No. Oh, man, it's not good. Um, more better than I could do, to be fair, but, yeah, not, not great. But, yeah, the loose cannon seemed pretty good. I, I quite enjoyed watching it in this format.
2: It's all right. I mean, you know, it, it gets a bit repetitive sometimes where they use the same still of yes. the toy maker, don't they, by the Doll's House. And, you know, there's clearly, you know, segments where you've got the dancers dancing, but we can't yeah. see that. So you're just...
1: Which is... Which is strange, really, because this ep- this story has an existing episode. So I don't know. I can understand that there's only a limited number of stills. I mean, there's quite a few stills for this this story more so than others, because of, obviously this was like whenever they did an episode like this, that was very colourful. They would get the old still photographer on and take a lot of mm-hmm. publicity photos, and you can tell that they were. This was they were quite proud of this story because of the sheer number of publicity photos taken. Mm. A lot of the, the stock Hartnell images we have that you get that appear on lots of things are from this story, you know, some mm. of the, the, you know, where he's got his hands clasped in front of him yes. from this story. It's from it's a publicity mm. photo uh, with the toy maker cut off it. Um, so I, I don't know on like the, some of the recreations, cause just go and get a, a still from one of episode four. You've got plenty of thing. you got plenty of uh, shots of the toy maker, uh, rather than just keep using the same one over and over. Again.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does get a bit repetitive.
1: Yeah. Mm. To, to be fair though, so does the story.
2: Oh man, oh man. It. Sometimes the Doctor Who yeah. we talk about, they're a bit of a slog, and yes. it, I think it's even more of a slog where you actually have to keep it's a slog and you're looking at the repeated photos you know as yes. well which makes it even more tiresome but, but uh,
1: yeah this this is it's it's a difficult one really to sit through because it's not there, there's bits of it I love but it's not the greatest story in the world it's not the most intriguing story in the world some of it is akin to on christmas day watching your kids play monopoly mm mm-hmm. mhm and it, it just go after about Five minutes, you go. Yeah, I'm bored with this. I'm mm. going to go and you know eat something Um So I, I think it is a slog to go through this as a recreation. Uh, the episodes are mercifully short. Mm. You know, this this was the area where episode length did vary, and I think some these are some of the shortest episodes. I think one of them was 22 minutes. Or so, yeah,
2: and that does help. Yeah. I think it, do, it, it does us. help.
1: Um, what normally what normally carries these slower Hartnell's through for me is Hartnell and sadly he's not in it (laughs) he's off on holiday
2: he's on yeah Yeah. this is the oddity of this uh, of this tale the first oddity is the fact that he's barely in it Um, sometimes his voice is in it and sometimes not even his voice is in it but he's he's integral to the plot the Doctor's there we just don't see him and we can't hear him
1: well this was a troubled production more so than a lot because at this point at this point in the show's history, um, the producers wanted Rid of Hartnell. They wanted him out. And this was an attempt to do it. So the whole, the, with him, the idea was originally that, that when he comes back from being invisible, mm-hmm. oh, it's a different actor. Yeah. Hey. Who um, needs
2: regenerations when yeah, you've got the exactly. toy maker?
1: And this, this story directly brought about regeneration because they didn't do it on this point, but they went, okay... We still want to get rid of him. How can we do it now? Mm. And that's where the whole idea of regeneration came from, or renewal, as it was then, of course. wasn't regeneration. Um, So, yeah, so it's very influential, this. Um, Yeah, Hartnell really did not get on with the the backroom people on this one. Mm. Um, I know there's the old... uh, I mean, he was ill, bless him. And there's the old uh, thing of... That they wanted, they wanted to, you know, let him go because it was he was too ill for the program. But that's bollocks because right up to his final appearance in the Tenth Planet, he's on sparkling form. Yeah, he he's really good in the Tenth Planet. Human. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, and he's great in this. In the bits he's in, he's great. Mm. Um, isn't it weird though that we're so used to the the live heart no uh, sort of fluffing lines, not quite getting the right, the right. Uh, uh, line readings, but when he when it's his voice, obviously that's recorded previously, and it's absolutely spot on. And it? it's mm. a, it's a, it's almost a different performance. Yeah, because um, he's
2: got his script right in front yeah. of him. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. And this is where, and they can retake <coughs> stuff. Yes. So this is his performance as <coughs> the voice in this reminds me of his film acting. Mm. Um, but having said that, I I absolutely prefer his live Doctor Who acting. I I love her, though, I think he's just brilliant.
2: There is an instance, I think, in the fourth episode. I mean, yeah, all the way through the first three, when you hear the Doctor, yep. he's line perfect, but he does yes. fluff a couple of lines in the fourth episode when he's actually <laughs> yeah, there well, on set. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, as you say, he's got rid of, he's made invisible yes. um, yep. to begin with. I mean, you know, this makes I, I look, absolutely yeah. no sense. Why no would sense the toy maker do this?
1: Uh, you know? Well, plot plot convenience. Yes. Um, I love the fact that they just instantly accept this in the TARDIS, and it? it's like, oh, the Doctor's invisible. Well, 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 let's let's not let it ruin our day. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so um, Peter Purvis, who is, I, I think, a very underrated companion, Stephen. I like Stephen. And also in this, vastly underrated as well. I really like Dodo in this. They
2: both are good, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, they're really yeah.
1: good. Um, I, don't th- I don't think Jackie Lane got a... A fair crack at a whip, really, no, the Doctor, no. because most of his stories don't exist. No, um, but no, they sad. are both very good. Yeah, very yeah, um, really
2: good. I, I I like Dodo's line because the Doctor says, you know, um, that he's intangible. You've got to yeah. operate the controls. I mean, that makes me think. Well, why doesn't he just float through the floor if he's that intangible? Yes. But he says, "Open the door," and I like how Dodo says, yeah. uh, "Well, well, well." When Stephen says, "Well, why has he gone through the door?" and she goes, "Oh, it's force of habit," you, you yeah. know. Stephen's like, "Well, he's intangible; he can go yeah, through he's the just wall." It's like, yeah. "Where's well, force of habit?"
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it's his nice little scene. This, like yes,
2: this. yeah. I mean, we we cut to this giant doll's house next, yes. and that's where we've got the toy maker. There's there's our character of the day. Um, it's a shame that in the only existing episode that we've got. It's basically just the the, the stepping stones game, yeah. and we never see this doll's house properly, do we?
1: No. By by episode four, the budgets run out. It's like, it's one set really. I love it at the end of episode four when, right at the end, and the doctor's going to make his final move, and the camera just turns about thirty degrees, and there's the there's the uh, trilogic game. Mm. Just start, and it's like, yeah, that's a small set. And <laughs> that's tiny. Um, but yeah, it would be nice to see. It'd be nice to see this episode fully. I got a feeling though that if it if it had existed, um, ordinary if it wasn't a lost one and of course the word lost is a bit strange, if it wasn't a BBC wiped one hmm. for very good reasons, I'm not going to have a go at the BBC there, uh, then I don't think it would be thought of quite as highly as no. it has been. Because because when certainly when I was sort of growing up in fandom, I'm sure for you this was one of those whispered about stories mm-hmm. this was like with the tomb and assignment this was oh the celestial maker. that was that's not only the best doctor Who story ever that was the most impressive uh 1960s and they based episodes of the avengers on it and they based episodes of the it fire it, and it's bollocks isn't it? it's it's okay it's a good story but i don't think it would be appreciated quite as much had it existed
2: yeah, I mean, look, looking at it and watching it now, well, watching it in the way we've yeah. watched it, I, I really do get the uh, the impression the only people that are going to get anything out of it would be small children who want to yes. see these really rather childish, simple games. Yeah. Yeah. That would be sophisticated to a child, but not to us. That tri logic what, game yeah, is what, not this, that no. that that it's not that complicated, really, is no, it? No, because
1: when when he was making his moves, and I think, well, well, you need to move that one there, and then move that one there, and then, oh, come on, I could do it quicker than you. Mm. um yeah it's not it's not a particularly none of these games are particularly complex um what this reminds me of more than anything is the TV comic doctor who mm. this is and especially like at the beginning so I suppose we we'll get back to the plot but well, yeah when the, when the doctors explain in the toymaker this is straight out the TV comic he's not surprised at all that this magical you know cue like being is exists and he's had run-ins with it. This is so uh, TV comic.
2: Yeah, because he does yeah. say it all looks familiar. Yeah, because, he's been because,
0: here
2: before, yeah. Yeah, he, he's re-emerged, hasn't he? We've got our bit yeah. of footage of, of William yeah. Hartnell, um, and he's back to normal, and he says it all looks familiar um, as he looks around at all these toys. I love the giant robots. These are yeah. properly made for this story, aren't they? You know, the, the, the giant wind-up robots with a TV screen in its belly. Um, they are fabulous. Yeah.
1: I mean, they're brilliant. I don't know whether they were actually made for this story, possibly. Um, oh, you don't think? I don't know because it, it, in this, a lot, a lot of these things I think probably could be hired or. Oh. You know, I'd have to I'd, yeah, I'd have to research it a bit. They might have been. I mean, if they are, well done to them because they they look amazing. But they almost look, dare I say it, too good.
0: <laughs> mm, Yeah. You
1: know. Yeah. A lot of this stuff, I think, you could hire at the time. You know, you know like, what
2: they—you know what they look like to me. Those well, robots. I mean, if you watch a Norman Wisdom film or something like that yeah. in the sixties, where you see the giant department stores, they always had the most amazing, you know, yeah, displays in the display. window at Christmas. It could be that these are giant robots like that, yeah. from, yeah, you know, a department store somewhere or other.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, none of none of these things move, which is uh, <coughs> could 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 also lend credence to that. That these are these are display units or something. Mm. Yeah,
2: yeah um so the doctor knows that they're yep. in, in in the realm of the he, he that's when he says it the celestial toy maker and yep. and everything's got to be an illusion everyone's got to be careful um and dodo asks him who who's this toy maker and he says a force of evil that and and turns people into playthings."
1: yeah there was mm. um i mean there was a there was a fan theory at the time where you know when. Um, the Eternals were introduced. That, mm-hmm. that the Toy Maker was an Eternal. I don't know. I, don't, I suppose you could read anything you want.
2: Behind to. the scenes, there's been lots of things like that going yeah. on. I'll tell you about them later. Um, yeah. where, where they're trying to tie things in and everything like yeah. that. I don't
1: think you need to. Do you? Mm. I've, I've heard like people go, "Oh, I could, perhaps he was an in, early incarnation of Fenric." But uh,
2: yeah, Fenric perhaps. comes up in yeah. behind the scenes yeah. as well. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, so so the Doctor appeared here before and pegged it (laughs) quickly yes Um, yeah what's interesting is so later on we learn that if if the toy maker loses he destroys the world that you're in Mm. uh, and he's immortal so he can then recreate a new world but the doctor recognises this place so the doctor must have visited in this world and which wasn't destroyed and won yeah so
2: yeah sorry I might win the cane that's alright
1: I bet there's a. Uh, I bet there's some sort of spin-off book or something. Oh, I've got lots about that. Encounter.
2: Yeah. I have got stuff. It's such as uh, a, a lot. I've forgotten really? what it all says. We'll, we'll okay. talk about that later. Yeah, um,
1: bearing in mind, I've I, I, no interest, so I've not read any of the. Ah, well, that was a question.
2: Anything, Do you yeah. know this story? No. Do you know this audio adaptation? No. All right. Well, we'll go through some of them later. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the TARDIS vanishes, the toy yes. maker appears, and uh, the doctor goes, oh, I might have guessed. Yeah. and He's brilliant
1: uh, with... I mean, you, you can tell that that he, he either likes or very much respects Michael Gow, doesn't he? Um mm. I'd say, I, I've, I think I've called his name three times. I don't know whether it's Gow, Gough, Guff. I don't know.
2: We had all three of those on Blake 7 yeah. in character, didn't we? We
1: did, yeah. We've no idea. Mickey Boy. Let's
2: call him Mickey Boy. M- Mickey, yeah. yeah. Mr. Wills.
1: Mr. Wills, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Um, yeah. Let's call don't... him Belasco. <laughs> His best role.
2: Yes. All right. Um, so, yeah, he offers up a load of TARDISes. Yes. Uh, yep. That they've got to choose. I'd like that... to see that,
1: would you? I'd like to see that. Yeah, the photos. They... Yeah, I don't know... I'm, I'm...
2: Do, are they just like you know a panel that's been approximated? They look pretty good, don't yeah. they?
1: Yeah, they they look pretty good. There's there's quite a few. Because you see, like you see a white sort of TARDIS as well, don't you? A yes. cupboard. So yeah, the old prop makers, I think, if you if yeah, they must have been kept busy. The carpenters. Yes, yes,
2: yeah, yeah. And it's at that point that's when the toy maker and the Doctor vanish, yes. and and we've got these two clowns, which the toy maker has already grown from being like toy yes. size up to full size and um, yeah silly japes ensue don't they oh god I hate these clowns yeah they're horrible I hate um, clowns
1: in general I think they're pathetic it's like I just want to I want to slap them around the face and say get a proper job you're not funny no um, and these two are particularly noxious and as soon as um uh, you know uh, Madame Edith starts speaking Carmine yeah as soon as she starts speaking i wanna just (laughs) uh, i wanna slip my own throat
2: yes you
1: know it's terrible i mean what were they thinking of
2: i think it's aimed at you know definitely under the under 10s yes it's got to be you know
1: i mean i mean it could be that that we're dissing this and it's actually that this is based on an actual vaudeville clown who had this voice because there's a lot of a lot of references in this program to other things, and a lot of things they wanted to do lots more. So this could be a this could be a perfect imitation of a genuine Vaudeville famous clown. Don't care, it's horrible. Yeah,
2: no, I, it's funny you should mention that. I did see somewhere that they wanted to use a Vaudeville yes. character in that, but they oh, couldn't get okay. the rights to do it. Yeah. Hmm. So they just
1: went with, can you do the most annoying voice possible? These king. Oh,
2: they're awful. They are awful. I can't awful.
1: understand what she's saying half the time.
2: She's better as the Queen yeah. of Hearts, isn't oh, much she? better. Much yeah. Better. I mean, yeah. she's a good
1: actress. I'm not knocking the actress. She was no. obviously asked to play it this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, uh, yeah, she's good as the Queen of Hearts.
2: Yeah. So this is the setup, isn't it? Yes. Um You know, Stephen and Dodo have to play a game at the same time yeah. that Doctor's playing a game. They have to win a series of games to get to the Tardis. But they've got to get to the Tardis before the Doctor finishes his game. Yes. Yeah.
1: There's, there's, um, what's missing here is, is some sort of scene where they all agree to do this in it because mm. the, the toy maker behaves very much in a way of we've got a bargain and we'll stick no you haven't you've just forced these people into it that you know it's the, you've sort of mentioned that they can't get the TARDIS back unless they do it but there needs to be some sort of handshake scene where yes they sort of go well I you know I'm I don't want to do it but okay because otherwise the rest of it is a bit a bit uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense
2: yes yeah Um. The toy maker also says that anyone who loses will become yeah. one of his playthings. So yeah. when you see these clowns, when you I see, I th- wishing they... it
1: was a six doctor and Perry that turned up. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: presumably they, they 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 were human once, yes, and now they're yeah. playthings. But they are still human, are they not?
1: Uh, I, well, I don't. I think I don't know because when um, when Cyril dies, he, he he is just a rag. Doll. Or. Or that was meant to be a convincing dummy, and it just didn't work. I
2: can't tell, I can't tell. I can't tell.
1: tell, yeah. But I don't know, because they, they sort of... They hint that these are real people, or certainly used to be, um, and, and that we should sort of feel sorry when they die. But I'm, I don't know. I i, I literally don't know <coughs> whether they are human at this point. Well, what, what are they doing while they're toys? Yeah, are they conscious? Are they sentient? Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. And also, you got the thing where you know they're multiple characters.
1: Yeah. So I've, yeah. So what? Are, what are they?
2: Well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Again,
1: what you what you needed was a. Yeah, and, and and Star Trek has done this sort of style of story so many times in a different series. And what you needed was the scene where these these air quotation marks toys, the captives, are talking amongst themselves. Mm. You know, or there's a scene where. Where Stephen and and Dodo try to befriend them, and they're like, "We want nothing to do with you because we're going to have to kill you." So you know what I mean, something like that. Because yeah. otherwise, you just get the feeling these are not real people.
2: No, they just wander in yeah. and wander out, don't they? Yeah. Hmm. I well,
1: mean, it could be this, the toy maker just lying through his teeth, couldn't it? But well, they're all, they're all just projections. It, it's never
2: really explained properly, no. is it? Um, <clears throat> so and you Stephen, can't
1: read and Toymaker
2: because he's Oh, Back off! Back off! <laughs> 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 Stephen and Dodo they take on this obstacle course, which is yes. a bit like snakes and ladders. Um, um, and of course, we don't really know how this played out. We don't no. really know how it looks. All we've got, yeah, a, is a, a few, few screen photos, there, yeah. And you mm. sort
1: because of, it's quite difficult as well because this is a very a very visual scene. So you're sort of trying to work out from the soundtrack what you're listening to, going, what's happening? And they say a few things. But yeah, I would like to see it, just to see what it is, because it's a bit confused. I'm not sure how this game is played, because it's like uh, Stephen has to be blindfolded, Mm -hmm. and then you have to make your way down this board... And there's things happening, but you go, what is it? What's happening?
2: Yeah, because Joey cheats. He's up yeah, against he Joey. Cheats, yeah,
1: he's got. He's got. Uh, he he's been blindfolded, with a blindfold that you can see through. Mm. Um. And so he knows he's missing all these, uh, all these dangers because he can see it.
2: Hmm. Yeah. And that's when Stephen insists they start again, but yes. use a real blindfold. Um. And, and and of course he fails. dies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, yeah, but
1: but then that person comes back, doesn't he? So yes,
2: know. but they keep coming back. Yeah. We we haven't said that before this to stop the doctor interfering. The toy maker has made him invisible. Yes. All except with one hand.
1: Yeah, because he 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 makes him invisible and leaves his voice. But then the doctor shouts out uh, a warning to Stephen. Yes, and so. Uh, the toy maker says, Yeah, uh, I can't trust you. You'll have no voice at all. Um, but you'll have a hand. Hart, Hartnell's off to Cornwall, mm-hmm. cackling on the train. Yep. Um, yeah, and then you see a hand, um, and it's it's not particularly well done. <laughs> There's a bit of uh, picture bleed on that hand. But, oh, uh, many, many yeah. times, yes. Mm, yeah. Uh, and then that's literally it from Hartnell for two episodes. Hmm. And it's like, Oh. Yeah, he's no,
2: gone. Yeah, he's gone. Um, yeah, he's gone. Yeah, and episode one ends with Stephen and Dodo finding out, you know, the TARDIS that they've reached. It's yes. just an empty shell yeah. uh, that's got a riddle attached to it, and and a back door. Yeah. And uh, episode two starts with them going through the back door of this, and then finding a locked door. Yeah. Um, the Toy Maker, uh, to- yeah, Toy Maker it, is talking just to the Doctor's hand. I'm guessing the hands to there. The hand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because if you've come in and you haven't seen episode one, you, you've got to know what's going on, and that's well, the you, Doctor's hand there.
1: Yeah, if you if you didn't know... I mean, assuming assuming bizarrely you choose to watch episode two of The Celestial Toymaker as your first experience of Doctor Who, I think it's safe to say you're going to be a bit confused. Yes. Um, you might think, this Hartnell fellow is a lot shorter than I thought. <laughs> he's, he's only got a hand. Um, yeah, it is... When you look at it sort of... You know, clinically, it's such a weird story, isn't it? Mm, yeah, it's not really like anything else. We're used now to, so you have got things like the Mind Robber and then you've got, you know, yep. um, you know the, the Candyman one. you got, and you're used to a bit of, a bit of silliness and whimsy and, and weird fantasy in Doctor Who, but back then it wasn't really. No, yeah, this
2: is a rad- radical change, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. You know,
1: it feels weirdly, it feels quite modern. In the way it's handling this stuff, uh, I mean, it's, it, it's made in a very sort of old-fashioned way, but it does feel quite modern storytelling.
0: Hmm. Um. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, the toy maker, he, he, for their next challenge through this door, he produces a deck of cards. Yes. Um, which he turns into the heart family. The heart ha- yes. family arrive. You've got old Carmen yeah, the there as the queen, queen, of, queen hearts. of hearts, and you've got the king. You've got the joker, and you've got the knave of hearts. Yep and um yeah that and they've got to this game where you've got to test the chairs only two of the chairs are actually yeah. uh, safe and this is the uh eeny meeny miny moe bit isn't it Yeah. um, <laughs> um which I noticed loose cannon they dub it uh, they don't dub it they 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 they, they muffle it so it yeah. sounds almost like the king is actually just talking under his breath but they they censor it by just muffling it yeah Mm. Yeah,
1: which is, I I think that's an okay way of doing it. Um, You could have removed it completely. I mean, you could leave it in and put a footnote on it that it's product of its times, but there's certain things you can't do, isn't there? So I, 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 yeah, I think it. I I think they handle it okay.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: You know, rather than like trying to get someone else to up a different word over it.
2: Oh no, that would be bad, wouldn't it? Motherfunters moment, wouldn't it?
1: Or like whenever the goodies did this rhyme, they would always go iny meeny miny, moe, catch up. <coughs> by yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All, All right. right. To
1: be fair, the goodies were incredibly racist in their own way on some of these things.
2: Yeah. I, I, I can <laughs> I can see Tim Brooke Taylor. Um, yeah. In makeup. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh dear. Um, so yeah, I would like to see this uh, yeah. chair challenge yeah. because you know you've got all sorts of things going on. You've got uh, um, Dodo chooses one, and they're putting yeah. dolls on them, aren't they? To, to yeah.
1: Test so, them. so they've. I'm, I'm not quite. I think. I think. Stephen thinks he's a bit cleverer than he is, it because he? he comes up with this. This thing that there's there's, h h chairs and six or $5, so it, give it, it narrows it down that they would have a much better chance of finding the safe chairs. Um, but then, for some reason, Dodo at one point just decides to sit on a chair to test it anyway and immediately gets a cold bump.
2: Yes, yeah. That's the freezing it chair, is. isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and and shortly after, the King and Queen sit on a chair and they deflate. Yeah. I'd like to yeah. have seen them deflating.
1: Yeah, I, I would like to see that. I mean, there's a, there's a still of it and it looks... It looks Eerie.
0: Mm, uh, yeah.
1: Usually, when we see these things, though, that that on stills look eerie and oh, and then you see the final footage and you go, oh, okay.
2: Oh, maybe not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um The TARDIS comes back, but it's another fake one. Yes. Um, and uh,
1: he could have sold all these tar- fake it, TARDIS, it's couldn't he? And made a bit of money.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, Stephen calls for the dolls to help, but they won't yeah. help. And that's when the toy maker uses the TARDIS phone. To call them up. Has this ever been done before? The TARDIS phone actually working?
1: I I think this is a first. I also think... There's a few firsts in this. I I was going to go and check, but it would involve trawling through almost every episode. I think this is also the first... uh, The first usage of dematerialisation. Not for the TARDIS, but for the Doctor. Right. Because like before this, the ship has now. I don't. I can't remember anything in the the time where they would say the ship has materialized or dematerialized. It was always the land ship has landed or the ship has yes, taken yep. off. So I, I the time maker at one point says, um, uh, "I'll have to dematerialize you again, Doctor." And I thought, I wonder if this is where the idea came from. And this is and the, the first time the went, word. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, we. I don't think we've ever seen the TARDIS phone being used because at this point. It's not, a, it's not a police box. No. It's only modern who I think that the idea that this is a, you know, a police box with a working phone, blah, blah, blah. It, this was just a shell, wasn't it? It was almost an illusion. Mm. Um, the police box exterior. Having said that, someone will point out that we're absolutely wrong in episode <laughs> three. The doctor calls Pizza Hut with him, Yeah.
2: Doesn't? Well, episode three comes up next, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and, and it's the toy maker and he's flicking through this fairy tale book. And chooses Mrs. Wiggs and Sergeant Rugg for for his next uh, two characters.
1: Um, I don't know whether these were either meant to be existing characters or they are existing characters. Because it almost feels like we're meant to know when when he lands on these characters. We're meant to go, oh... Maybe, like, maybe, no,
2: maybe that is. Yeah. But we're the wrong age. We weren't. Yeah, well,
1: that's
0: the, possibly very
2: true. You would have to look round at contemporary things for yes. you know '66 to see if this is a a spoof or a lampooning of you yeah. know their version of upstairs, downstairs, could, or something, yeah, like that, something
1: like that. You know.
2: <coughs> It seems very specific, doesn't it? That you've got it this does. Victorian feel, kitchen with these two yeah. characters. It feels
1: like we're missing out on a joke somewhere. Yeah, that's exactly
2: yeah. what it sounds like. Yeah,
1: yeah. I like, I like these. Of the, of the three characters, three sets of characters, I like these ones the best. Hmm. I think these are good, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now they've got to play... Well, it's basically Hunt the Thimble, isn't it? Yes. But yeah. it, it, they're looking for a key.
1: Yeah, a key is hidden somewhere in the, uh, the kitchen. In yes. the Victorian kitchen.
2: Yeah, and meanwhile, the toy maker is talking yeah. to an invisible silent doctor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: so basically, yeah, he's just talking to himself. He's I mean. talking to himself now, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you get the feeling that... Uh, the the producers of the adventure game saw this
2: it might well be yes a lot of these
1: things reminded me especially like the the, episode four where they're sort of you know doing the uh, the board game bit i thought god this is so like this is a proto adventure game
2: or a bit of crystal maze or or something
1: yeah or it's just all these things use the same basis of yeah gameplay i suppose
2: what, what what was uh, taxing for me is that you know if you if you watch something on a DVD you can fast forward through this, the the slow bits, yeah. but here because it's just photos you can't really fast forward so you just got to sit <laughs> through this tedium of this nonsense in the kitchen oh, where they're God, trying to yeah. find the key and it goes on and on and right.
1: on. Yeah, I think there's been places where it it drags a bit in episode one and two, but uh, three and four. It's it's almost like I mean it's almost like they they didn't have Hartnell, so they thought oh let's just pad it out what have we got well let's just have show the game in its entirety mm. it's like oh no it's so yeah I I, like I say I like these characters I like the interaction that uh, Dodo has with the sergeant and it's it's really good and, yeah Do, Dodo sort of this has opened my eyes a bit to Dodo as a companion.
2: Yeah, it would be nice to actually have seen more than just yeah, one episode, I think so, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we've got the dancing thing, haven't we? Yeah. Oh, uh, God, that, oh, that.
1: You can visualise that, though, can't you? Yeah. You can visualise how that was going on.
2: I would like to see, you know, Mrs. Wiggs and Sergeant Rugg shrink, though. Yeah. Uh, that because be that's good. what happens when they lose, they shrink. Um,. The toy maker, meanwhile, is saying to us because he can't say it yeah. to the doctor. He can see the doctor, even though no one else can. Yeah. Even well, though they're the only two in the room.
1: But he's, a, he's an immortal um, being, isn't he? He's basically this. Yeah, I think you were right last week when you said this is the first of the godlike beings.
2: Mm. Yeah. yeah. We
1: encounter. So yeah, I, I, I can. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with him being able to see him. I just. Yeah, it's. I know why they did it. It's just such a weird thing.
2: It's fair i tell you what, yeah. you've just reminded me... Yeah, you know, it's just popped into my head, but in the... When Alan Moore was ro- uh, writing the Captain Britain stories, you yeah. had a character called Mad Jim Jaspers who looked just like Terry Thomas, and oh. he could create anything just by thinking about it. And, right. yeah, you did have fictional characters just pop up. You did have a Billy Bunter and yeah. stuff like that, oh, well, you know. and.
1: Yeah, because what Cyril was meant to be Billy Bunter, wasn't it? And, and the the copyright owners of Billy Bunter went nope. Yeah, yep yep, nope,
2: yep, yep. Not doing that. I mean, it's not subtle, is it? I mean, that not is not Billy Bunter because yeah. he's coming up because you know the 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 um, toy maker says that he needs a more deadly character. Yeah. And the most deadly look the most innocent. So what can I choose? And he his actual words are a fat jolly schoolboy. Yeah. Now Cyril doesn't look like a boy to me, dude no this does this he to looks you? more like
1: this looks more like a a fat creepy pumps to me yes yeah. is you would this is not someone you would uh you would want hanging around the school gates um, yeah and he's he, i mean i don't know who the actor is i don't know whether he ever played Billy Bunt or whatever. I, I mean he does a good job as Billy Bunt but yeah, this is. He doesn't. He's not a schoolboy, is he? By a long
2: stretch. No, but he, he is quite, you know, sinister, isn't think, he?
1: Yeah, I think I think these these characters work really well. I think they are. They, there's a sinister quality to them, and especially Cyril. I mean, he is annoying as as anything, but I think the character's meant to be annoying. Mm. I mean, the weird thing that that gets me with is with the characterization of Stephen and Dodo, because I, I I really like him in this, but. They're they're sort of, they have naive patches where it's like, hang on, you've literally just had your life (laughs) threatened Yeah. And yet you're reacting as if you've just met this person.
2: And also, you know, Dodo, everything she's seen, you know. Yeah. um, I mean, when when Cyril turns up, he scares her with a rubber spider. Yeah. Which freaks her out. Everything she's seen and she's scared by a rubber spider. there's,
1: There's a scene in episode four where he, we cut back to them and she's scared because he's wearing a, a, a cheap ape mask. And it's like, he yeah. stood behind you. You <laughs> must have watched him. I want to know where he jumped. got that mask yeah. from,
0: you
2: know. Yeah. Um, because, that yeah, when he turns up and he scares her yeah. with a spider, this is the end of episode three, and he says yeah. that uh, you'll be playing against me next. Yeah. Did,
1: did you ever, uh, were you a Billy Bunter fan as a kid? I'm no. I really no, don't no. know anything about him, really.
2: Billy Bunter, I mean, he was right next to... Mauser. I remember the comic strip oh, next yeah. to him was the one about the cat, and yeah. I always read the one about the cat rather than Billy Bunter. I'm not interested in Billy Bunter in the slightest. No. No.
1: I always thought that the entire joke was like. He's of fat the shaman, isn't it? Yeah. He's yeah. Fat. He's fat yeah.
2: And greedy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, finally we can see what's going on because now we're in yeah. episode four, and oh, goodness. and we can see the sets. It's just a shame yeah. we don't see the sets. <laughs> the, that
1: we've previously missed because this is the most boring set of the four episodes well it's it? a load of black curtains isn't it there.
2: with with some sort of like
1: hopscotch uh, yeah. set out it's, it's at once both surreal and interesting and low budget and dull isn't it, it's, it's really strange um, they've obviously done it for budget but it does add to the creepiness of it but then also in the back of your mind you're going yeah they've done it because of the budget yep
2: yeah. Yeah, black drapes are cheap. Yep, but they were still doing that in you know (laughs) in (laughs) the seventies and the eighties. Yeah, very true. So the toy maker he's looking forward. He's gloating a bit because he's he's convinced the doctors uh, not going to do it. Um, He's looking forward to the doctor staying with him forever. Yeah. And Stephen and Dodo being turned into dolls. I mean, he could do this at any point, couldn't he? Yeah. When he suspects things are going wrong, he could just turn Stephen and
1: Dodo into dolls. Well, this is the, this is this is the scenes that are missing. I think that it needs, which is the, that if he's all powerful, yeah, he can do anything he wants. So why is he, why is he abiding to his own, supposed moral or rule book hmm. system? What it needed is for the Doctor to say. Um, he's powerless to act against us, and that, you know what I mean. To, to, to that, there's mm. there's rules above him.
2: Or he sets you know. something in motion, and he's got to see it yeah. to the end, or he, something.
1: He, we needed a a Tremaine's parents to turn up. Yes, at the end and say, "No, Troy Maker, the doctor's won. You have to honour it." Yeah
2: you've, got to have like a, a yeah, yeah, you've got to have like a Yeah, you've got to have a Charlie X disembodied exactly, yeah. green head floating yeah. there or you've something you've got to
1: have a power above it that is why he's obeying the rules because otherwise yeah it you've sort of got to think well he's 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 operating by his own rules and he's shown the fact that he's a cheater he's happy for his toys to cheat like mad but he'll honor any of his agree- it doesn't make a lot of sense no. without that that power above him
2: Right, talking about things that don't make sense, I don't understand in this uh, hopscotch game that they're doing, yeah. how do the dice work? Because every time somebody rolls the dice, you can hear it clutter on the floor. Yeah, and then you see an electronic But yeah, it's version, the ex- electronic yeah.
1: display that's at the far end
2: by the TARDIS each time. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I mean, the, the sim- I suppose the, 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 the real life answer is these cameras couldn't focus that close on something. And they right. couldn't bend down. You couldn't You couldn't pivot them past about 30 degrees. So other than filming all those sequences separately, which would have been expensive and that, it's easier just to flash it up on the TV monitor. I
2: guess so. Although, yeah. when Cyril says he needs a three to win, um, he rolls the dice. You can see he actually does get a three, but they all say, oh, you only got a two. But if yeah. you look at that dice, he actually did. This r- three, yeah. <laughs> he
1: actually did roll the three. The uh, the benefits of uh, watching it on the DVD on today. HD. Yes, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Um, and he cheats with some bloody foot. Yes. He's got some red ink from somewhere now, not just a yeah, gorilla this mask. Is,
1: this is this is uh, the point where I I don't buy Dodo's naivety here. Mm. It, had this happened when they first met him, I go, okay, yeah, she's giving benefit out, but th- she knows. I mean. No one's that stupid that they would trust what he's doing. Mm. Um, but yeah, so yeah, he so she moves backwards, and of course that's against the rules. Yes, um, I do. I, must, I do like when when uh, Cyril is hoist on his own patard though. I think that's hilarious.
2: Well, when he slips on the powder yeah, well he that he's put down, he slips on his own
1: powder that he's put down, and then he gets frazzled. And Stevens, like Dodo's looking on aghast, and Stevens like,
2: ha, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an odd-looking dummy that that, that it's we've very got strange, there. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's like, I,
1: yeah. Is it meant? Is, I, my question is: Is it meant to look like a dummy, and it's oh my god, he's a he's a wooden toy, or is it just a, that they thought this was you know? this this was convincing and they've shown it a bit too close i
2: don't know i don't yeah. know all right it's
1: creepy i mean it is it's, there's there's some weird surrealism in this story isn't there
2: yes yeah I, it helped immeasurably again by black and white yeah, you know definitely. i mean that color photo if we had seen, it it would've been very colorful um yeah. but not as moody or no, sinister think,
1: yeah yeah definitely not as sinister i think it would be garish you know colin baker would have fitted in it Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so
2: finally, the doctor's back, yeah. um, yep. because uh, they've won. Joins the others at the TARDIS. They're ready to go, but uh, the toy maker, via that nifty TV in the robot, um, takes tells them that he's going to take them down with him. If he loses, yeah. he's taking everything with him.
1: We do uh, get a, a weird scene though, because just so Dodo makes it to the TARDIS, and she. She goes, oh, Stephen, it's just another fake one. And then it cuts back to the Doctor. And then it cuts back to him, and Stephen goes, no, no, it's the real one, because it's humming. Why did she think (laughs) it was a fake one? (laughs) Yeah, a bit of a a sort of a a connived scare there, isn't it?
2: It is, rather, yeah. yeah. Um, The Doctor realises that if he makes the very last move in this trilogic game, then the place, everything, the world and the TARDIS, they're all going to vanish too.
1: It's the Toymaker's final Catch-22, isn't it? It's, yes. Uh, if you win, you're going to lose anyway. So you yes. might as well lose, yeah. and at least you're, you're still in existence. Yeah. But the
2: Toy Maker won't lose because he's immortal. Yeah. He'll just yeah, create he just another world back. again. Yeah. Um, and uh, he also, the Toy Maker won't let the Doctor finish the game in the TARDIS. The Doctor says, oh, let me have it in the TARDIS. Stephen says he'll go and get it. And then all of a sudden, a light bulb comes on above the doctor, and I still yeah. don't understand the explanation for this. Well, because, the, yeah. because um, he tells him to go to move ten twenty three. Yeah. Right. The TARDIS dematerializes. We get all this stock footage for the destruction of the toy maker's world, yeah. and um, that's the end. And but it, it was something about the. The voice, isn't it? it, it the yeah, Doctor so, all along was imitating the toy maker's voice to do yeah, so, the move.
1: So the Doctor realises, when, when Stephen says about, um, we can't talk our way out of this, the Doctor realises that whenever the toy maker has been moving the Trilogic game, he's not been moving it physically, he's been ordering it by voice. So the Doctor obviously thinks, oh, it's voice command. So his idea is that if the TARDIS is on auto-dematerialisation as soon as he makes the final move they've got a couple of seconds where they can escape and so he doesn't have to run to TARDIS so he just commands it but then realises um. oh it's voice recognition I'm not the, the you know the toy maker so he then does the toy maker voice the, the system answers uh, we get that hilarious shot of uh, Michael Gow doing a horrified face <laughs> yeah, it's
2: not good um, is it
1: yeah not good <laughs> And, uh, yeah, the TARDIS dematerializes. We get some... I don't know whether it's a volcano or quarry or something. Some sort of explosion that's going off.
2: Yeah, then there's um, some other explosion with bits yeah. in it, you know. I don't know
1: what that was. Yeah. Um, and, and it ends with the oh, Doctor's... Yeah, you're right. I, I noticed that because I watched it earlier today. Yeah, I wondered, was that an exploded sta- spaceship from something else? It looks like an exploded spaceship. There, yeah,
2: yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And... Uh, and the doctor says that there'll be other uh, other meetings in other times. Yeah.
1: Yes, Sense. a lovely lovely foreshadowing. Yeah. Cuz they obviously were you know the idea was we can bring this guy back. I mean some something they could do now is bring him back but as a like a computer game's toy maker. Yeah. Yeah, you know, something like that or I mean it would be horribly dated in about 3 years but yeah, but they Until, like, Colin Baker's time and that, it didn't really come back. But he never appeared again in the programme itself. Not
2: in the programme, but as Mm. I say, he's come back in tonnes of stuff, right? Yeah. Which we'll get to in a minute. But before we do that, I've got some behind the scenes. All right. All right. Now, Donald Tosh, right? Yes. Who was the script editor on the show at the time and an uncredited co-writer of this story. His intention was that the toy maker was... Uh, a, a member of the doctor's own race.
1: Yeah. I mean you you could certainly fit that. Yeah. Cuz he does he, he he sort of reacts to him in the same way that he reacted to the meddling monk, didn't he? Yes, yeah, it's the same um, he hardly yeah. does the same thing.
2: But they never followed it through because of course Definitely. you know Patrick Troughton comes along and then we get the time lords and the time lords abilities are completely different to anything that we see the toy maker do. But so they like
1: wearing robes as well.
2: Mm. mm that's true. Yeah. Um, then we've got that in an interview, Peter Cushing, right? Yeah. Said that he believed that his human incarnation of the Doctor was canon and that his film version of the Doctor and the television Doctor were bridged together by the celestial toy maker. His theory was that his Doctor is a future incarnation kidnapped by the toy maker who, and then this is in quotes, wiped his memory and made him relive some of his earlier adventures. That's Peter Cushing himself. Yeah. You know, using the toy maker to do that. All right. He would have
1: been a good toy maker.
2: Oh, They they should have had him. I mean, Michael Goff is good.
1: Oh, I think he's brilliant. He's absolutely excellent in this. Mm. In everything he's ever been in. Um, We said that
2: on Blake 7, I think, as well,
1: didn't we? He's such a good actor. Yeah. I could listen to his voice all day you know you could just read the phone book and I'll listen to his voice it's amazing
0: yeah
2: alright listen to this I don't know if you know this bit when the uh, this story was finished Peter Purvis kept the Trilogic game
1: oh no I didn't know that
2: yeah he kept it but after leaving Doctor Who he endured a year and a half without work and came to see the Trilogic game as the source of his bad luck he finally discarded it and was rewarded with a role in Z Cars the next day.
1: But if he'd have kept it, he could have flogged it and funded his retirement.
2: Oh, if you if he had that now yeah. and tried selling it, it, it would make a fortune, wouldn't he?
1: Yeah, I wonder who he sold it to. You.
2: I don't know. Well, it said discarded, so oh, he might have just that's chucked that's it in the bin. Skip, yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember
1: having something like that game as a kid, though.
2: It it, like, it is there. a it's a logic game, isn't it? Yeah. But it's it's not the most. It's not a fiendish, you know. cunning game ever, is it? You know, um, yeah. It's Originally, not risk, is it? They no. Doctor this <laughs> um, At the end of episode four, right? Yep. The original transmission of episode four. There was an apology in the form of an oral announcement after the credits to the estate of Frank Richards, the creator oh, of Billy Bunter. Billy Bunter, yeah. Yes, because yeah, they, that, that, well, they completely copied it, didn't they? Yeah, so, please don't sue us. <laughs> yes. Right, so we'll get on to other appearances, right? Yes. And I've got other, quite the a only lot other here.
1: Appearance, yeah, the only other appearance I have seen and read and I think is just amazing is the backup comic strip in Doctor Who Weekly. Well
2: we've got, maker, some, we've got we've like got some comic ones. Oh. Do you remember? Yes, that? Oh yes, God, yes, I, I do remember That's that one. Where That's is, the where one is the riverboat gambling? Yeah, on on like, down oh, down the Mississippi, Mississippi. Yeah, on the Mississippi River, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah now that was it's really okay. good. Yeah. I wonder if it's in here. I've got I've got tons of it. I I might okay. give up after a while, but here we go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> According to the 12th Doctor, the toy maker was spawned in the chaos before time. Right. right, and that was in a comic called Relative Dimensions. Okay, okay. That now sounds like
1: a lovely scientific explanation.
2: There. Yes, um, in the audio book, The Nightmare Fair. Okay, oh, I have
1: read the book of that.
2: Right, I've read okay. the,
1: the novelization. I can't remember anything about it. All
2: right, well, this is a Sixth Doctor, yes. so maybe that's yes. why you've got it. Um, According to the sixth doctor, the toy maker originated in another universe before this one and was hauled into the doctor's universe by some kind of catastrophe. Because of this, the usual laws of physics didn't apply to him. The toy maker himself stated that while he had used his powers for other things in the beginning of the universe, he eventually got bored of thousands of millennia of pointless creation and pointless destruction and found a new source of amusement, games.
1: So... He, he was creating loads of planets and loads of things. Basically, God, a bored stupid, comes across Monopoly. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> Maybe it was Cluedo or Cluedo, yeah. Mousetrap or, or something like that. I don't know. In the book, The Quantum Archangel, uh, the toy maker um, says that he was the embodiment of one of the fundamental forces of the universe, much like the Guardians of Time. Whereas the white and black Guardians personified the absolutes of morality, however, the toy maker was the avatar of games and illusions known as the Crystal Guardian.
1: Right, so so you had the black Guardian, the white Guardian, presumably this was the colour Guardian.
2: Colour Guardian. And
1: was more expensive, so <laughs> they couldn't use him. Yeah. Um, um, oh, I'm not sure about all this trying to tie things no. together.
2: I'll skip through them. There's an yeah. audio book called The Queen of Time where we okay. find out he had a sister.
1: Okay. Was, uh, it, was it Clara by any chance? Everyone no. Everyone else turned
2: out to be Clara. Yeah. Hecuba, her name She's was. Done. She was the Queen of Time. Um, oh, yeah. She liked to play with time as much as her brother played with toys. How
1: would you play with time?
2: I do not know. Seventh Doctor described the toy maker as a spirit of mischief from the infancy of the universe. Okay. Um, We're getting very vague, <laughs> very yes.
1: vague answers. These, aren't
2: they? right? This is a book called "Divided Lo- uh, Loyalties," and it's about the First Doctor. Right. Okay, and it says that the First Doctor learned of the Toy Maker when he was a youth at the Pyridonian Pi- Pi- Academy. Yeah. The Time Lords' databanks describe him only as a vague legend. The Doctor and his friends, Rallon and Millennian, Millennia, who, like the Doctor, belonged to a clique known as the Decker. Investigated the legend traveling to the toy room in a stolen TARDIS. The toy maker was in a dormant, disembodied state, but on their arrival, he possessed Rallon and made Millennia one of his living toys. The doctor defeated him, and the toy maker allowed him to leave, knowing that he would become an even more worthy opponent given time to mature. So that's like a prequel to what we prequel, saw. Yeah,
1: that sounds a bit fan wanky to me. I did like you said. Um they found the toy maker, and he was in a dorm And my brain went dormobile. <laughs> <laughs> picture the toy maker in a dormobile. All
2: right, I'm I'm going to skip um okay. um a, a lot of these other. They're all on Doctor Who Wiki. So listener, right. if you want to know more, yeah. they're all on there. All so right.
1: So it? it just seems seems to be an incredibly popular character then for for sort of fan theories yeah. and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Audio books, novels, comics. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I can it's...
1: sort of see why, because because basically he's cute and he? Yes. From Star Trek with a board game fetish. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's a good good character I wonder why he never came back in the show
2: well all the crises that you know the universe has had since then he could yeah. have easily stepped in at any of them you yeah. know there, there have been points in you who where the entire universe was going to be destroyed you know it was yeah. the biggest threat ever 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 since the last one um, he could step in at any point and stop it this, all couldn't he yeah
1: this is the uh, the drawback of creating superly powerful characters isn't it it's, it's like with uh, comics where you get you know, a minor villain invading the planet, and you go, why, Where's Superman? Why yeah, doesn't he? You know, why? Why has Aquaman got to beat him up? Just Superman could come over and quick flicker the nose, and he's dead.
2: Yep, yep.
1: Right. All right. Um, yeah.
2: Uh, let's go. Design rating yeah. for design rating. the toy maker. His design. Um,
1: wait, I, it wasn't so much designed as they went and got a costume off a and, shelf, didn't they? And I? put it on oh, um, Michael, I, yeah. I, yeah, I... I don't, I'm not... I mean, the design... I, I'm okay. I don't think it's... I don't think it's cultural appropriation as such. Although you could view it that way. Um, I'm so glad they didn't go with it. I, I think the design's okay. Um, because, of course, the design is nothing to do with his performance. No. So I, I'm, I'm going to give it a very middle-of-the-road five...
2: That's exactly what I've got. I I think they've chosen it because it's something different, you know, and, uh, yeah. It's something,
1: ironically for black and white, it's something colourful, it's something different, and they didn't have to really make it other than, I mean, I imagine, I think the neck bit is the only thing they've made, because it's it's so obviously a different colour and material to the rest of it. I imagine the hat probably came out of stock as well. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we
2: agree on a five. How effective is the character uh,
1: this this is where I think for me it leaps up because I I, I adore the way he portrays it um, you can see that this is a, a being that's seen it all <laughs> been there done that got the t-shirt um, but he, it, he's so well played I love I'd love to have seen him come back um, so I'm gonna give him a, uh, I'm gonna give him an eight I like him right I think he's good. Okay well I, yeah,
2: I gave him a seven right. um, it would have been higher if he had done more because we yeah. he just turns up and smiles a bit you know and and then that's it you know I, I think it would have been nice to see him do have more examples of yeah. him being this omnipotent you know godlike being.
1: yeah, that's what I mean it would been nice I mean I think this is a, an excellent character in a wasted story. If, 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 you know, the stars haven't aligned to to make the troubles they had. You imagine this with Hartnell in it all the way through, where it's not just endless board game shenanigans.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, because the scenes they've got together, like episode four, I'm glad episode four exists. If you had to have one episode out of the entire series, I think episode four. Because you get the most number of scenes between Hartnell and uh, the Toymaker. Yeah, it, I, if, if we'd had the
2: one where it was just mainly going around a, a Victorian yeah. kitchen looking for oh. a key, I think that would have been a bit dull.
1: Or the dancers, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think I think we've sort of lucked at it. would be nice. I mean, I, I wished all Doctor Who existed, but um, I think we're okay. We, we've got a good representation of this serial, and it's got the best bits of acting in it.
2: Yeah, if, <coughs> if, if if missing stories were to, uh, to to reemerge, this one I could wait a while. There are Is other there, ones I'd like to see first.
1: Yes, definitely. There, yeah, there's other stories that. If you had to find episodes, this would be quite down on my list. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, that rating
2: gave him an adversary rating of six point two five. Six point two five. Okay. So he's in a caravan with two other characters, right? Oh, right? The first one is the Web of Fear Yeti.
1: Okay, not not a lot of uh, not a lot of connection. It wouldn't he be great as a great intelligence? That voice.
2: Oh yeah. Well, he could boss he the could Yeti be. around. He might
1: be the great intelligence.
2: Yeah, all just a big parlour yeah. game to him. Yeah. yeah. But, get this right, the yeah. other character he shares a caravan with, and I think we've got a battle going on between these oh. two, uh, until the end of eternity, you have the Toy Maker and Mavic Chen. Oh, wow. Oh. That's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> I want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> now, imagine you've got one character ball, who's yeah. wearing a, a Chinese canvas, yeah. outfit that's... Oh. Uh, Not racist, but then you've got
0: Mavic Chen. Can you imagine,
1: like, the toy maker would be... Mavic Chen would be going, why are you wearing that outfit? That's my outfit. (laughs) Look at these eyes. in my culture. (laughs) Yeah, and the toy maker's going, hang on, you've got sellotape on your eyelids, mate. What are you on about?
2: (laughs) Your skin's blue. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's
1: rubbing off on me Monopoly game.
2: Can you imagine that? Mavic Chen and the toy maker together.
1: That's the stuff of dreams.
2: That, that that Yeti wouldn't get a look in, would he? It no. He'd be just serving canapes and things yeah. like that, wouldn't he? You know, uh, he's the butler to those two.
1: Yeah, yeah. He'd be bringing them drinks. Put a little bow tie standing, on that Yeti. That's what back I back And basking.
2: <laughs> oh, that would be brilliant. Yeah. Okay. All right. On that on that uh, lovely mental image, I've got to go to bed now with with Mavic Chen and <laughs> the toy maker sharing a caravan. I've got an image of like a, a, a bit of a shoddy Alan Partridge style caravan that they're in.
1: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's 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 a it's a, car, it's a caravan in Norwich, isn't it? Somewhere. It is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: All right. Okay. All right. Well, that's. I'll uh, first uh, look at um, the first Doctor on this n- next run of these yes, things. Yeah. So, of course, we're off to the second Doctor. And uh, oh, yeah. finally after 3 weeks it's your turn to choose something. It is
1: yeah. Um so this one um I don't, I don't know. Oh god. Why are we we're just going down the racist <laughs> hall of fame here. So so this is actually I I I was trying to pick one but I end up it's it's three characters in one story. One of whom could be seen as as in fact two of them could be seen as three of them could be seen as horribly racist. Um, there, there. One of them's very logical. Uh, one of, one of them's quite conniving. One of them's strong and silent. And no bells. The only characters. thing
2: that's, the only thing that's popping into my head as you're talking is enemy of the world.
1: No. Oh, no. No. This is, um, this is the, the a member of the Brotherhood of Logicians.
2: No. No, it's no. uh
1: Klieg, Kaftan and Toberman from Tomb of the Cyberman.
2: Oh see, I didn't even think I didn't even think of them guys. Oh. Yes, oh my goodness. Yeah, we have got things to say. Did yes. you did have you, you choose that? Yes I have. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you did you choose this before I announced that we were doing the Celestial yes, Toymaker? I right. did, yes. And that's when
1: when you, when you said about it it was like oh no <laughs> racism again yeah i mean yeah oh good grief um, yeah there's a few things to say here i think but yeah, yeah. i think I there think we've got the,
2: the phrase product things. of its time is awesome. going to be used quite a yeah. bit next time isn't it
1: yeah and I, I, I imagine we'll also be discussing our love of hammer and how this is, you know fits into that yeah i think i think there's a lot obviously we won't be talking about the site Themselves.
2: No, 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 they get their own episode, yeah. but yeah, no, they are definitely, well, yeah, I mean, the, the the Cybermen in that story are the adversaries, but these are the adversaries that get the adversaries out, aren't they? Yes, so,
1: exactly, yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, good, 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 oh, good, good. Excellent. Oh, Excellent. I mean... I'm pretty poor at the moment. What with Christmas and everything, and it's like, <laughs> oh no, don't be a story. I've got now got to go on Amazon. I don't know if even if, even know if it's going to arrive in time. But I well, happily I, have that on yeah. my shelf.
1: Oh, good. I was worried because I was thinking that, that realistically, had I chosen one you hadn't gotten, couldn't well, you can't get from Woolies at the moment. No. Or you know, or Tesco, um, you wouldn't get. it No. With the, you know, we're we're sat here. Um, ho- hopefully, by the time the listeners hear this, it'll, it'll all be over. But we're sat here in the middle of the worst the worst delays in postage since 1932 or something it is dreadful yeah. it is
2: dreadful I've finally got a post uh, a Christmas card from a friend of mine who lives about um, 30 miles away really? if that and it's taken best part of two weeks to get I've
1: here to I, uh, no, no, no. All, all the presents I've sent off to family members I'm not going to arrive in time
2: no, no, no but
1: you know we're in a worldwide pandemic
2: we are indeed, we are indeed. So, alright, Tomb of the Cybermen. Tomb It'd be really nice if in the next week we get some snow, because that would be oh, rather yeah. fitting, wouldn't that'd be, it? That'd
1: be good, yeah, if we're recording this and it's snowy outside.
2: Mmm, mm, I doubt it, because it's England, no. so we're just going to have grey drizzle. Yeah. Um,
1: Although it probably will be quite cold. Yes, yeah. So you get, you get your space parker out, your space animal out. Space
2: parker. Oh, well, I've got one. You, you, you made me yeah, one. Made you one. Yeah, I made one, yes. Yeah. Oh, well, that, that's good. I good haven't stuff. watched it for quite a long time. It's uh, oh, one of my faves. Well, yeah, no, I know it very well before yeah. it was, you know, found, um, yeah. you know, and, and had the audio cassettes. Um, and, and I just li- used to listen to it an awful lot. So, yeah, I know it quite well. And yeah, we've got yeah, we've got special effects uh, things to talk about in that yes. as well. I seem to remember
1: sometimes not so special effects,
2: <laughs> bloody feeble effects. Yes, yeah. yeah. Excellent. All right. Nice.
1: Okay, Ian. Thank you very much for choosing no that problem. one. No problem. That's a little Christmas present to you.
2: i oh, smashing! smash in. Merry Christmas.
1: <laughs> yes. Merry Christmas to all of you at home as well, even though you'll probably hear this afterwards.
2: Yes. It, yeah. By the time this comes out, this is the Sunday after. This is like two yeah. days after Christmas Day. Yeah. So, so you might be bloated be on turkey. Spirit, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 All right. Excellent. Okay. All right. Cheers then, Ian. Thanks then. Right. Bye. Bye-bye.